speaks in the procession of death. Let us rise.
Thanks be to God. We rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. says, rejoice always. 
praying without ceasing. Do we do those things? Do we do those things? Rejoice always. Did you like the weather this morning? You did? Yeah. It's great when it rains, isn't it? I can get out on a motorcycle. Sorry, yeah, it's been a while since we talked. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate you calling, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm in church right now, and I'm talking to kids. Yeah, it'd be great. I can, I can talk to you again sometime. But yeah, thanks. Okay, so, all right, bye. Yeah. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. How do we do? Can we do those things all the time? Can we do more than one thing at a time? Some people think they can do more than one thing at a time. You ever get on your phone? You ever see, you don't have to name names because I do this sometimes too. You ever see people that just on their phone? Use a tablet all the time? Can you do more than one thing at once? Can you listen to your mom and dad and get on your tablet? I can talk to like two or three people at a time because I could be on the phone and I could be reading the Bible, and I could text somebody, and I could do all this stuff all at the same time. You know what? You can't really do more than one thing. That your brain doesn't work like that. That's what the study is. But we can rejoice always. We can pray without ceasing. You know who helps us? God helps us. His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit. Is baptized into our hearts and we celebrate that. And in Advent, where we are preparing for the coming of the King. Just like Pastor read about John the Baptist. Who are you? And John said, or they said, Are you the Christ? No. We're just here to prepare the way. And we are preparing the way, just like the highways are being prepared. Just like the church is being prepared, all the decorations. But when we have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, he helps us pray constantly. He helps us rejoice always because we are in this wilderness world. Just like John was. Just like the people back in Jesus' day. The world is a wilderness, but we have the coming of the light. Amen? Is that a good thing? Who's the light of the world? Yes, Jesus. Let's say a couple of verses from Psalm 126. That's our psalm for today. We got, we're going to read a verse and a half. Say these words with me. After me. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. You know that was in the Bible? Psalm 126, now you know parts of it. Let's say it again. Say it with me. The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Amen. All right.
Jerusalem and Jesus and joy. So have a great week, have a game game and a special week leading up to Christmas. We continue with the sermon in part, a thrilling voice is sounding on page eight. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Our gospel reading for today is some selections from the beginning of the gospel of John, but lifted out of its context, I think it loses some of its meaning. Just before our reading, we hear, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus is the Word, Jesus is the life, Jesus is the light. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness is not overcome it. 
There is a cosmic battle of darkness against light that has been going on for thousands of years. The darkness does all that it can to snuff out the light, but the darkness cannot win against the light. Light drives away darkness. But so many people do not understand the light, so God had a plan to prepare the world for the arrival of the light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. John the Baptist is sent by God to be a witness to the light. You've heard this passage before. It sounds familiar, nothing really new here, but there is something a little off about this being a witness to the light. Why would you need to tell people about light? If it's dark and you light a candle, everyone can see the light of the candle. You don't have to tell people about the light unless unless they are blind. A blind person would not know that you lit a candle in the darkness because they're always in the darkness. For a blind person, you would have to tell them about the light. The people of Jesus' time are spiritually blind. They need someone to tell them about who Jesus is. Jesus is the light of the world. But Jesus does not glow in the dark. Or send forth beams like a searchlight. He is the light, but he looks like an ordinary man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. John is sent to prepare the way for Jesus. He is sent by God to be the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. John is letting them know about the light which is Christ and is fulfilling Isaiah 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them... As light shone. John is the witness and confirms that Jesus is the Son of God. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me. Because he was before me. I myself did not know him. But for this purpose I came, baptizing with water, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descend from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him. But he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, 
He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and I have borne witness that this is the Son of God. John is sent to prepare spiritually blind people for Jesus' arrival. You are not spiritually blind. You are a follower of the light. Now you were born spiritually blind, dead, and an enemy of God, but now you are a baptized child of God. At your baptism, you were given a lighted candle to show that you have received Christ, who is the light of the world. Live always in the light of Christ. You know Jesus is the light. You know He is God in flesh who died for your sins and rose from the dead to conquer death. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others so they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world. You know Christ is the light. But you still have blind spots. Some of the younger folks who don't drive may not know this, but when you're driving, there are blind spots on the side of your car. A vehicle passing from behind goes into the blind spot when it disappears from your mirror, but you can't yet see it beside you. I learned to drive in 1982. Which does not seem that long ago, but the kids assure me it is. Back then in the 1900s, cars had amazing electronic technology, like an AM-FM radio. Maybe a cassette player, if you're lucky. When I learned to drive, our family had a 1973 Ford Ranch Wagon and a 1980 Chevy Citation 4-speed. Somehow neither of these cars has made the cut as classics. But when I learned to drive these cars, I was taught to always check the blind spots when changing lanes by turning my head and looking out the window. So far, this technique has served me well. Jeanette's new truck has special blind spot mirrors that allow you to see the cars in the blind spot, and it has blind spot warning lights that are on the mirrors and tell you if there's a car in your blind spot. And if you put on the blinker, it'll sound an alarm that there's a car in your blind spot. I still turn my head and look out the window just to be sure. Spiritually, we all have blind spots. You know Jesus is the light of the world, but there is a great temptation to let some areas of your life remain in the darkness. Like when you let anger fester and grow, and you do not forgive the way you have been forgiven. You hide your anger and lack of forgiveness in the darkness of your blind spot, but it does not go away. It's there. 
waiting to wreck you. Or your blind spot of what you do online when you sink into the dark side of the web to indulge your lusts. Or your overindulgence in alcohol. Or your lack of generosity as your resources increase but your gifts do not. Or your prideful boasting when you insist always that you are right. Or your disobeying of your parents. Or your cheating at school. There's a blind spot this time of year. The expectation of finding fulfillment and joy in the decorations and the presents and the visits with family and having shattered expectations crowd out the true joy found in the newborn Lord in Bethlehem. There is the blind spot of looking at your fairly together life and comparing yourself to others who look like they're falling apart and think that you are a better person because of who you are and what you have done. What's lurking in your blind spot? Today we hear about John the Baptist being witness to the light. You know Christ is the light of the world, but you still need to check your blind spots and repent of these stubborn, hidden sins. You need the light of Christ. From John 8, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And from Psalm 119, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. To know which way to go, you stay in the word and you stay active at church So you can keep checking the blind spot and making sure there's nothing lurking there to try or to wreck you on your journey along the straight and narrow path to eternity. Keep checking your blind spot and repent and believe the good news that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Who takes away your sin. For a long time in America, it seems that we talked a lot about having a personal relationship with Jesus. And this may have been a well-intentioned way of getting people to turn away from the idea that they're saved if they show up to church a minimum number of times, or if their name is on the church roster and they've, they've put their hope for salvation in membership rather than in Jesus. While you do not want to put your trust in membership, The problem with talking about a personal relationship with Jesus is that it can sound like it's a good idea to be a Lone Ranger Christian, a do-it-yourself Christian, setting up your own system of beliefs that fits you. It can lead you to creating a Jesus on your own terms, your own personal Jesus. A Jesus that says, have it your way. You never want to rely on church membership for your salvation, but you do need to be part of the church so you can receive ongoing witness to the light of the world. You receive ongoing teaching as to the vital questions of who is Jesus and what did he do? 
And you're admonished to keep checking your blind spots and not let hidden sins fester and grow. Together you encourage each other to beware of the traps of the devil and the world and your own sinful flesh. Together you follow Jesus. You do not walk in the darkness. You have the light of Christ. Keep going on the straight and narrow and keep checking your blind spots so nothing wrecks you on the way. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. You walk in the light of Christ. You are the light of the world. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.
Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape the wrath that he revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and preserve you in true faith unto life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven.